When would you like your gift? Want it? Oh. To start? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a real surprise as to what it is. I know. You don't know, all right? It's so, the wrapping job is the, wrapping. Like the worst. So, <laughs> Maria's been holding on to my Christmas gift. Oh, this was Maria's Christmas gift for me. Yes. <laughs> Maria's been holding on to my Christmas gift. Before Christmas. Since before <laughs> Christmas, and she's just kept forgetting to bring it. But I, I bring it when it counts. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. These are so cute. Okay, so... They're, they're the main Jane ones, right? Yeah. So they're the main Jane spur straps with little coffees on them. <laughs> I always bring coffee on That's <laughs> so cute. All right. I'm going to put them on my spurs. And we always, and we always need it for horseshoes. Yes. Um, thank you. I'm going to take them to Wes and I'm going to put them on my spurs. Oh, and her Christmas <laughs> card. Finally. <laughs> I'm going to take all the other Christmas cards off since it's not Christmas season anymore and just hang yours up. It does say happy holidays, you know, to be Valentine's any, Day yeah. and wishes into 2024. MLK Day. <laughs> this is really cute. I love these pictures. You see that one? Phoenix and made the nice list just barely. <laughs> oh my God, that's super cute. Oh, hold on. Charlie's. I'm going to let Charlie out. Come here, Charlie. No, I was debating getting you. I did ask your, your husband for help. So I asked your husband because you know I don't do well with options. I know. And, and I was sent me and I was forcing you. You gave me nothing. You're like, just pick. And I was like, no, no, no. You pick like three. And you're like, no, you do. I it. was I was like, forcing you to make Joe, a choice. Can you help? <laughs> he sent me three. And I was like, okay, I can do this. That's so funny. Yeah, I forced Maria to make a decision. Yeah, and she hated good. it. I'm not good with options like that. Oh man. Yeah. But I was also gonna get the little, I still might, maybe for like I was gonna say Valentine's Day, but that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get you the little like curly clover ones to match like your Oh pins. yeah. <laughs> so maybe uh, maybe next holiday. Okay. St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, there we'll you go. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> I mean, my birthday is the day before. So. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, maybe that that's a good yeah. one. All right. Um. All right. Well, welcome back <laughs> to another chilly, snowy freezing cold icy episode of the working I Annie podcast here, barely <laughs> maria survived i survived here. barely um this week we're gonna give some love to the thoroughbreds we're gonna yeah. read submissions from our thoroughbred people um people you know looking for thoroughbreds people who have thoroughbreds so thoroughbred people this, this is for you, you. <laughs> um and then we we're, have a listener submission yes we do for our discussion um about what to look for on a ppe we're just gonna check what it is okay what about okay so the impact of vet remarks on pricing of a horse oh this is gonna be a good one okay yeah so that'll be an interesting one and just a disclaimer like this is all our opinion, opinion. we are not um I mean, yeah. obviously it's all our opinion, but <laughs> in terms of like vetting and stuff yeah. like that, like we're not vets, you know. This is our sole opinion. So yeah. always um, 
consult your vet, consult, consult your trainer um, yes. when it comes to PPEs yeah. and the impact of vet records and maybe consult a couple. Yeah, but, but we'll get to that. Yes. Um, all right. So let's get into start it. off. Um, hmm. Okay. So uh, this is a little bit of an older submission. Um, but this person says, hey, I bought my horse six months ago and I wanted to see what you guys think his price is um, or what, what you bought him for. Seven-year-old, 16.1 hand bay OTTB gelding, has 28 starts and really nice bloodlines. Walk trot canner and doing two-foot courses with scope to do much more. Super willing to the fences, beautiful mover, and puts in 110% under saddle. Trailers well, loves the farrier. No spook, rear, or bolt. He has become, like, bomb-proof and doesn't care about me messing around near him, lol. Hoping to show him in the hunters one day. Um, and then she sent us some Oh, how cute. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That is brilliant. She's riding one of those blow-up inflatable unicorns. Yeah. Oh, really cute. He's cute. Very cute. He has a cute little face. Very cute. Okay. Um, so what do you think she bought him for? What do I think she bought him for? Did she buy him with all of that? Um, yes. And when did she, she bought him six months ago from when? From August. From August. So that was March-ish? Okay. April, uh, February? So almost a year ago now she bought him. I think... <laughs> He was walk trot canner and over small jumps or was he competing at all he was not competing at he was all not competing i don't think so she says she's hoping to show him in the hunters one day did she buy him for like 7500 a little bit more eight thousand eighty five hundred eighty five hundred yeah okay we're close <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah I, I think that that's that tracks for ottbs especially that have not competed that are walk trot canner over small jumps i mm-hmm. think if you kind of get that language walk chart canner over small jumps then it's typically under ten thousand. Mm-hmm. yeah and then once you have competition miles on them then it becomes over ten thousand, and then mm-hmm. you get into that ten to twenty five thousand dollar range yeah so yeah i think that was a fair price reasonable yeah, I agree. price and i love that she bought an ottb and i love even more that it turned out to be so mentally rewarding mm-hmm. like no buff no spook yeah like, such a good um good-minded horse yeah and so, he's super cute i think he'll make yeah. a really cute hunter um needs a bay everyone loves their bays yeah bay <laughs> with a little star on his yeah, face he's very cute yeah super cute yeah love it awesome Wait, no, i promise <laughs> okay <laughs> hello this is from also from august okay This isn't quite an ISO, but more of a what would you price my horse at? The horse in question is not currently for sale, but I've been interested to see what he's valued at since he's been in training and showing the past year. He is a five-year-old, 16-hand OTTB gelding that was raced very lightly and retired in 2022 with a hairline buff shin that has since healed perfectly with no limitations. For all of 2023, he has been in professional training in the Hunters and is now showing at the two-foot level coursing 223 at home with scope for much more. The shows have been local, but in a competitive area mid-Atlantic, and he is consistently in the top three every time we take him out. He has also done trail rides, been to the ocean, and Hmm. done a Hunter pace. 
Even though he is green, he is honest, more of a push ride, can take a joke, and is forgiving of rider mistakes. He does occasionally have a sassy baby moment. He does okay, have sorry. he does occasionally have a sassy baby moment if he overjumps or knocks a pole, but nothing that would unseat the rider. He gets perfect prep and a lunge at shows in the morning, but settles in well after warm-up. He gets a little worried and will head toss if horses are cantering right at him in a busy warm-up ring and does best with minimal warm-up or warming up in a quieter area. He will go over anything, no refusals, and has never had an issue with uh, new fill, flowers, walls, or colors of jumps. He does have a flying change, but is still working on perfecting it, and his simple changes are quick and easy if he does them instead. He has a cute jump, nice hunter movement, and is the same horse if you ride three to five days times a week or once a week. He's a good little baby horse that will stay in professional training, hopefully showing two, three, two, six hunters in the next year or so locally and at BC rated shows. I added photos because I know you guys like to see them too. We do. We do. <laughs> Let's see. I love your series and I think it's great that you're opening up these conversations. Prices have always been so hush-hush in the horse world and I think this series is helping a lot of owners and trainers get a more realistic look at what goes into pricing and valuing a horse. Thank you. Oh, that was so nice. Okay, so this is more of a what would we kind of price oh, the price horse that. Yeah, because she didn't actually say he's not for sale, yeah. but... Um, the only thing for me, is it the age, is honestly the fracture. I know she said that it healed perfectly and he has no limitations, but that's still something yeah. that gives pause to people. Yeah. Someone might not want to take the risk of like maybe something happening to that leg again in yeah. the future. Um, and it is something that you'd have to disclose probably because, you know, if you did sell him and then someone like he hurt the same leg, something happened that was like caused by this previous fracture and you didn't tell them like that's, yeah. that becomes an issue. Um, I would say... I don't know. I'm kind of between like 10 and 15. I was going for that too. I was like, I was going between actually 10. At, I wouldn't put it at high, as high as 15 just because of his age. Yeah. He's maybe like 12. If, if he was older and had all these qual uh, like really great qualities, then I would put him probably at 15, but because he's so young and he's still, he's still a baby essentially. Yeah. Um, that I think actually decreases the price in this age for OTTDs. Yeah. I would. Yeah. So maybe like 12, uh, 10 to 10 to 12 yeah i'd probably put it put him yeah. 10 maybe depending on how she says he she do, he does well in shows which is great depending on how much he has shown mm -hmm. i think that can kind of bump it up to 12 five. yeah i think so too i would be interested to know how he does like what his show record kind of looks like but it's also good that he's five. She says he has scope for more. So yeah. sometimes people will be like, I have a 17-year-old horse and they have scope for more. And we're like, yeah, we don't have to dump yeah. your 17-year-old horse yeah, higher. At that but point, it doesn't matter. At five, it's like, yeah, maybe he could like move up to the three-foot adult hunters or something like that, which which is great and would definitely increase the price. But yeah, yeah. I think for now... I think 12.5. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because he has such a good brain, it seems like, and good personality. This would be a great adult Amy horse or this would mm -hmm. be a great horse to train up compete and then i can see this horse then going for like 20 yeah after it 
grows up a little bit yep. and has more competition experience and shows under its belt. Yeah, definitely. I always say, you know, you, you can train horses to an extent, but you can't really train the brain. Yeah. So I'd rather get a really good brain baby horse yep. that doesn't have a lot of training than, a, um, than one that is maybe a little bit off. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Totally agree. <laughs> In the head. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Very cute fun. horse. All right. Um, so this is a two for one. Ooh, fun. Hey, I'd love to see what you guys think of these two thoroughbreds of mine. Oh. One has a massive record and the other is still green. The first will never be for sale, but the second will be eventually. So this is another kind of like, es- like price estimator. Okay. Um, so here's the first one. Okay. 2011, 15.1 hand thoroughbred mare. Excellent bloodlines for hurdle racing, but was sadly too small by outflanker and gul- oh, the horse. Sorry, let me read that again. <laughs> um, 15, 2011-15.1 hand thoroughbred mare. Excellent bloodlines for hurdle racing, but was sadly too small by outflanker outflanker. <laughs> like me with porpoises <laughs> by outflanker and gulef a grade one winning winning mare she has extensive miles through the low child adults and takes two and take two thoroughbred jumpers even taking home sixth in horse of the year for the wow. take two division in 2021 <clears throat> she is well schooled on the flat with lateral work counter canter and changes will jump from anywhere to any jump no questions asked she is bold and brave with no vices and will get down the lines if asked or will happily do the ad. The downside to her outside of being tiny is her being a hotter ride when jumping and likes to toss her head to protest. At shows, she will jig to the ring, but puts her game face on and stops as soon as she steps into warm up. So what would you price her at? She's 12. She's 12. She's a hunter and a jumper. Uh, yes, but it seems like she's more jumper. jumper. Yeah, because I was like, that's interesting that she's actually. I think she might be doing just the jumpers. I think she's doing the low child adult jumpers with her and the take two thoroughbred. Oh, okay, okay. So she's a jumper. Okay, yeah. And she's small. Fifteen point one. Fifteen point one. I actually don't mind the fact that she's small. I think for a thoroughbred, that's actually kind of attractive to some people, Mm -hmm. especially if you're if it's this one doesn't seem as beginner friendly or intermediate friendly yeah. but if they are beginner intermediate friendly like for a teen mm-hmm. or something then having a smaller horse i think is a little bit easier to sell to them yeah than having like this massive thoroughbred mm-hmm. so the height really doesn't bother me what does concern me a little bit is the fact that you're limiting your options with how she performs not performs how she acts in the ring if she's a head tossing and a little bit spicy it seems like that takes a knowledgeable rider to be able to kind of focus that energy mm-hmm. and ride. So what do I think she's worth or what do I think she bought her for? What do you think she's worth? What do I think she's worth? <coughs> hmm. I don't think this one's going to be over 25. I was thinking maybe it could when she was explaining the, the show record. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that it's a little spicy kind of limits your options for that one yeah because people with twenty five thousand, i think typically would want to would pick a warm blood over mm-hmm. high teens i think high teens like seven seventeen five 
I would almost say like 20K for her. Because honestly, I don't think that the hotter ride is that much of a problem, to be honest. I feel like it depends on how she places in the shows. And I feel like people buying a thoroughbred jumper are kind of expecting that kind of ride. Um, I mean, she was sixth place in the horse of the year end of year awards that's true um a few years ago so maybe between like 17 5 and 20 yeah i'll I'll go up to your 20 if she let's say that she performs well in the ring yeah and then you don't have a warm blood budget but you want something to be competitive Mm -hmm. i'll go up to 20 yeah okay yeah i think 20 is fair for for this one um yeah she seems super competitive and pretty game um okay here's the next one okay um, this one will, she says, eventually be for sale. Oh, so. okay. Um, 2016, 16-hand Dark Bay thoroughbred gelding with four white socks. He ran hurdles until he was six, then retired to be a fox hunter. Ooh. Unfortunately, he hates being outside the ring, so that job oh. didn't work out. He has since started his career learning the ropes of being a show pony and shows extreme potential. He's well-schooled on the flat and has changes. He jumps a 10 every time and has a massive step. He has zero vices or quirks and is a barn favorite. He's currently showing 0.80, but schooling meter to meter 10 at home with scope for more. He is the same horse on or off property and is as honest as they come. I've sat on a lot of TVs and he's by far the nicest one. Wow. He's a dark bay with four socks, she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's flashy. Yeah. Flashy TV. I could see this being a warm blood dupe as well, like a warm yeah, blood looking TV. I know. I wish. And they'd pictures. also go for more, I think, than the typical thoroughbred body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this one's seven. They're gonna be like, "You're you're shaming <laughs> body shaming <laughs> the thoroughbreds." <laughs> um, okay. How old is this one? He's seven. He's seven. I like that he's young, especially because he retired at six from that. I I think did she say that he's bad outside he doesn't like being outside the ring so do you think that accounts for like trail riding and stuff like if i were to hack him to from the stall to the mm, ring mm, right because that i was thinking immediately like oh perfect adult amateur horse like maybe someone who doesn't have a crazy big budget but wants a nice like a nice horse but then i'm thinking yeah that's definitely a question because like fox hunting is way different than just trail Trail riding riding. from point a to point b yeah um and i think that in this case will affect the price because i can see this going to like an adult ami yeah for sure especially if he has the potential for jumping more than 110 Mm -hmm. but it does concern me because adult amis are always looking for you know like the trail riding or hacking yeah and if he can't do that or it's going to be stressful yeah like i wouldn't want to (laughs) hack one that i'd be anxious about going to the ring for yeah so, but she said, yeah, it doesn't have any vices, which is interesting. So maybe it's just in that fox hunting environment. Maybe. And I wonder what he does in that. If he's, I like, wonder if he's he trying to like it. race or something. Yeah. I would, I would like to know more about the outside issues. Yeah. Like what he does that, you know, that he hates being outside. Yeah. Is it like a dangerous thing that he hates being outside or is it like he he's just pissed move, off? Or, yeah. yeah. Like, what is it? Cause I think that will greatly affect the price in this mm-hmm. yeah totally if he's schooling what is he competing uh 0.80 competing 0.80 but he's schooling meter to meter 10 
he's spooling me during meter time. Even though he doesn't have that much show experience, I think because he can he has the scope for the 110 plus, I could I think 20. I think 20 to 25 even. Yeah. Depending on how flashy he is and how if he looks like a warm blood dupe. I could see that too. And I think it depends on if he can course a meter too. Yes. Um, or if he could course over a meter because the low child adults and the take two thoroughbreds are typically a meter, maybe a meter five sometimes. Yeah. If he can do the high adults, yeah. then yeah, I could see like 25. Yeah. If not, maybe 20. Yeah. I feel like you would have to maybe put him you would have to compete him over 80 though in order to kind of ask for that 25 price like I don't yeah think I agree you yeah, can't be you competing point 80, 80 and, and then ask for 25 yeah for him with even though he's schooling one like meter 10 that's great yeah. but I want to see probably at least 0.95 to a meter I agree and then maybe schooling meter 10 yeah put him in the low child adult division put him in the take two thoroughbred yeah just division. some kind of that we know that he has the potential to get around the ring at that height. Yeah. Because 0.80 competition versus 110 spooling is very different. Yeah. Yeah, it is. For sure. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Let me We're go check on so this. We're doing so great uh, with these. We're blazing through. I know. Hold on. Let me go check on this uh, chicken. <laughs> I love your guys' TikTok videos and um, would like to see what you guys think I bought my horse for and what I could sell him for now. I would never sell him, just wanted to get an opinion. Okay. I've owned him for two years now and bought him as a four-year-old. He's three-fourths thoroughbred and one-fourth Arabian. Oh. Puppy dog personality, and although he's still filling out, he is measured at 16.1 right now. Short-backed and short-necked. Bred as a 140-meter jumper prospect, but has bloodlines from five-star eventers and high-level dressage courses. He has a bay with a small white star and a small white snip on his nose. He also has matching short white socks on both hind legs and a double whirl on his face. Cute. Cute. When I bought him, he was a partial restart, but quickly after was able to jump two foot comfortably. He is now schooling up to three foot and showing two, three, two, six. He's schooling first level dressage and will float around a cross country course. He's a favorite in every barn and gets along with all horses and animals. He's an easy keeper, wears French shoes to even out his height while growing, eats small amounts of grain to mix in his supplements and wears thin blankets to prevent rain rot. Sound and sane. Could be a kid's hunter horse. Would not be able to make a lesson horse as he requires one consistent rider. Let me know what you think I paid and what I could sell him for. And this is in Canadian dollars. Okay. Let me do my conversion. So the thing that I find interesting here is that he was bred as a meter 40 jumper prospect. Yeah. Which you don't see thoroughbreds being bred for the jumpers. We had that, that this conversation. Anymore. We've had this conversation yeah. before. Um, so I think that's really interesting. I'm kind of so he's six now. Well, what do you think he bought him for? You can start there. He bought him at four, or they bought him four, at four. Yeah, right? they bought him at four. Um. Was it less than 10? Yes. Was it like 7? Less. 5? Uh, less for USD. 4. 
more? Yes. Okay. It was $4,000 USD, $5,500 Canadian. Okay. See, it's so interesting because I'm like, why is a meter 40 jumper prospect being sold for $4,000, right? Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm con- a little confused. I'm confused is that too. Also, the bloodlines from Five Star Adventures and High Level Dressage Horses. I'm I'm a little bit confused why you wouldn't put him as a jumper or an inventor, although we always say hunters get more, like, get yeah. higher prices. I mean, maybe he's but... too slow for the jumpers. Possibly, but I was thinking eventing. He will float around yeah. a cross-country course. We see a lot of thoroughbreds in the eventing space, yeah, and they ton. do incredibly well. Yeah. So if you have a five-star venture bloodline if you have bread meter 40 jumper prospect and high level dressage horses all of that for me is like inventing yeah yeah <laughs> i i agree i do agree with that so i'm very confused as to why it's he's now a yeah he was thinking or they the were only thing is like hunter. maybe he's just slow because in eventing too if they're too slow you're gonna get time faults on cross country you're gonna get <clears throat> you're gonna get time faults and show jumping but i'm just yeah i'm just kind of confused why a meter 40 jumper prospect is selling for four thousand us dollars unless he couldn't unless they like the horse couldn't do meter 40 like maybe even then though like if you're selling a meter 40 jumper prospect like warm blood prospect even if they could only go up to like meter 25 yeah it's that's still four thousand dollars so i'm that's I'm a little bit confused. I about feel that. like there's some something that we miss, yeah, or like that we're missing, a, like yeah. some piece of information that we're missing. Because I agree with you, I can't imagine that this type of horse would be going for four thousand dollars. That's like right. a kind of OTTB type yeah, situation, exactly. Not one that was specifically bred with the bloodline, yep, and all of that. So this must have been a very unique situation yeah. where the horse was forgotten, like on the back yeah, burner, something, or something happened yeah there was something that went on um, to make that horse four thousand dollars because i yeah. agree with you i think that's quite shocking yeah um and then what they can sell it for so it's doing two foot now schooling up to three foot and showing two three two six okay so it is only six. Schooling first level dressage and we'll float around a cross country course. Okay. But oh, he said it's not training to be a hunter horse. It could be a kid's hunter horse. Yeah. Okay. But it seems like there, it's also an eventing. This seems like an all around horse. Yeah. So it's six. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I like the age. I think the age is good. I'm yeah. So well, I can tell you it's not going to be $4,000. No, but honestly, I don't think I would price it that that much higher if I'm being, if no, I'm being honest. Over 4000 I would probably put it at maybe like ten. I think this is a situation where you have to pick and choose what you're going to market the horse as. I think yeah. this is where marketing really comes into play. If you're going to sell him, if you if you want to sell this horse as an inventor, you have to start getting it in eventing trials yeah. or competitions. I'm not yeah. that familiar with uh, the eventing space. If you're going events. to, yeah, events. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just drink more coffee. <laughs> if you're, if you want 
to sell it as a kid's hunter horse, again, you need to be Start showing it, it in the hunters. Under a kid. Yeah. Not as yeah, an get adult. A kid on get it. a kid or a junior on it and start showing it. So I think in this case, the marketing strategy, I think, mm-hmm. will determine the pricing. Yeah. And I also think as you're trying to market it, like, it depends on the results. I mean, we, we always say this. We kind of harp yep. on it a lot. But... It depends on the results. It depends on the divisions that it's doing because, like, if it's doing like the low children's, then maybe can move up to the children's hunters and is yeah. doing the three foot and is doing well, then like that'll bump that up. Correct. But right now, I just it's kind of know. all over the place. I yeah. like it's an all around horse, which I lo- I love all around horses. Don't get me wrong, but when you're trying to sell an all around horse, I think it could also it could also be very tricky. Yeah, because you like. I don't love an all-around horse. When I'm looking for a horse to buy, (laughs) I don't want my horse to be able to do everything. I want my horse to be good at the thing that I'm looking to do. Like, I don't want my horse to be able to dabble in the hunters and dabble in the jumpers and dabble in the act. No, I want my horse to be a jumper. I want it to do well in the jumpers. I want to win in the jumpers. Yeah. Unless Um, you're going to do, say it's going to be, well, they don't say anything about Eck in there, but then you say like two ring horse or something like that. But yeah. I still think you have to get show miles under it, whether it's going to be hunters or it's going to be an eventing. Yeah. You have to get some kind of show miles. And I would personally put it in a hunter class with a junior or a kid mm-hmm. and then also do cro- do an eventing trot. Like, yeah, and, honestly. Yeah. And you see can, like, which one the horse out. does better at. And yeah. if it excels in one or the other, then kind of narrow and focus on that. Cause I think it's very, it's going to be way easier yep. to sell it with that focus and then say it also has experience in eventing or yeah. it also has experience. It does, but you have to, I think, have a focus. Right. Like squid has experience in the equitation. Yes. I could, if I wanted to do an equitation class, I could. Yeah. But. But they weren't marketing him as an equitation horse. Right. They were marketing He's not him an equitation horse. He's with a experience in yeah. the act. Yeah. 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 Because I think if they were marketing him as an equitation horse and he was doing well, the price would have been way higher. Yeah. <laughs> but as and I wouldn't for. Because <laughs> well, that's not what I was go. looking yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. You limit your market, I think, um, by not kind of focusing on one thing. So what I you could sell him for, I think I do think, I think it depends. 10. It's really hard. Yeah, I think I'm going to say ten right now with the information that we have. I want to say more because that that those bloodlines are really throwing me off. Like I could see an eventer, someone who wants to event, see those bloodlines and be like, "This seems like a great horse to develop." But we don't know what the bloodlines are. Bloodlines from five star ventures and high level dressage horses bred as a meter forty. I mean, just in that general. But I'm just so confused. I know about the initial I'm, purpose I'm confused price. as I'm well. Like, I don't know. I'm confused as well. I'm just going off of the the breeding. Now, granted, I have seen horses that have great bloodlines that do go for way below market. But in this in this case, I think we're gonna have to make assumptions. So I'm gonna assume that it's actually bred eventers with the venters and high level dressage horses. It's cute. I could see 15. Honestly, yeah, I could see 15. If it has those bloodlines and you start narrowing in on your focus and get in a competition or two, I could see 15. Yeah. Yeah, I could see it 15, like again, with the the experience. But I think right now, like right in this moment, for what she has, I'm I'm gonna stick with 10. I have. Yeah, I, I think 15 depending on what you're going to narrow in on the focus. 
Yeah. And if you get it in some competitions. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't be able to make a lesson horse. So you already get that out of the, out of the way. So I actually think that going one way will be better than an all arounder. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Cool. So this person, um, wants us to price her horse. She does give us prices though. She says what she thinks she should go for and what she wants her to go for. Oh, okay, cool. So this will be interesting. Um, so she says, Hey, I've seen your videos on TikTok and love them. I want to get your input on how much you think my mare is worth. A 15-year-old OTTP bay mare standing at 16.1 hands. She's an all-around. While we have only gone to a couple rated shows, mostly only local ones, but she's always up in the ribbons. Definitely a horse for more of an intermediate to advanced rider. We show slash work on many things such as jumping, dressage, cross-country, liberty, Western Pleasure, English Pleasure, Hunters, Eck, Trails, Western Gymkhana. Oh, wow. She has jumped up to a meter 40, um, but we show in the 110 to 120s. She loves to jump. Definitely more of a jumper than a hunter, but we do have some experience in hunter classes. When you approach a jump, she locks in and takes you right over it. Point and shoot. That's yeah, exact, that's, it. that's the exact definition of yeah. point and shoot. Um, we have never shown in cross country, but she loves doing it. It's probably her favorite thing to do. Hmm. Goes over everything confidently. Not much else to say about cross country. In dressage, we have shown many times at a training slash level one test with scores over 60% every time. For flat classes, she places first almost every time. She has so many different speeds and buttons. She is a beautiful mover with great gates. She used to do a lot of barrels slash pole bending, but she grew out of it and has found it really boring. Um, She would throw great times, even though it was not her passion. For barrels would get times 14 to 15 seconds. For poles, 19 to 20 seconds. I have no reference of like if that's good or not. Actually, someone said like we should do it for Western horses. If you're watching this and you're in the Western world, send us like Western horses prices. (laughs) No, because I'm interested. I want to see that market and get into that market. So send us them. (laughs) Um, She gets her flying changes every time. We do it still for fun as I think it helps with sharper turns, speed, and lead changes, which really helps with our jumping too. She's definitely more go than woe. If you want her to stop, she will plant her ass down and stop, but you have to want it. She's papered with a jockey club and has great bloodlines. Her father is go for gin. She can go in a hackamore for anything we do. She's been through rivers, deep mud. She's been in my garage. (laughs) She's definitely on the spookier side, but if she trusts you, she will go slash do anything you ask her to with little to no hesitation. She's the sweetest mare ever. You could cuddle her for hours and she would still want more loving. I bought her as a green horse and in the past year I have had her. She's passed every test I have put her through with flying colors. She had no experience with anything English or any slower work. Definitely not for beginners as she's spookier due to how the rider is feeling. You have to be really confident with her otherwise she acts like it's the end of the world. Oh boy. Um, I put three children on her at once while I was next to her and she didn't bat an eye. Um, and then she says what she thinks she should go for and what she wants her to go for. What she thinks she could go for and then what she wants her are two separate things. Yeah. So like, here's what I think she's actually worth, but like, here's what I would actually want for her. For her. Yeah. Well, everyone always wants something more for their horse because yeah. they have those rose colored glasses. Yeah. So that one's definitely going to be higher than the, what she thinks she's worth. Mm-hmm. This one's. There was a lot, lot in there. There was a lot of information there's a lot in there, in there, so I'm probably going to have to ask for clarification on yeah. a few things. 
How old is the horse? 15. Oh, it's 15. Yeah. Oh, it's older. Okay, so at that point, it's great that it's scoring 140, like that it has a scope for that. But at that point, at 15, you're not going to be putting it in 140 and starting to train it up for 140. So they're showing in the meter 10 to meter 20. I think that's great. I feel like when this person says that she jumped up to a meter 40, Maybe I'm like picturing it as like, like one jump. Okay. Yeah. Or like, or like a, or like a gymnastic. Like yeah. Okay. That's what I'm picturing. Okay. I'm not picturing it like coursing 140. Yeah. So that, that, that kind of just says the scope. I don't think it actually impacts It's not going to show in the 140s. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to have to stick with the 110s, 120s, which is still great for yeah. TV because we yeah. don't really see you a lot of see, TVs yeah, you don't see that TVs are at that competitive at that level, mm-hmm. which I'm going to assume that this one is. Yeah. I think it's, well, I know we just read one that said it wasn't like, we should you shouldn't go all around, but at least this one has the show experience to yeah. prove that it's an all around horse. Um, mm-hmm. I think that does impact the price. I, the thing that concerns me that is going to bring down the price for me is the spooky aspect of yeah. it because it requires a very particular rider to kind of work through that at fifteen mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. Originally, when you read that with the show experience at one. 10 120 i was thinking like actually like 30 because of even though we say 25 is usually i think show experience at 120 130 or 110 120 will over like will overshoot that Mm -hmm. but then when you labeled the fact that it was spooky Mm -hmm. and then it needs a confident ride i was thinking of i would you have to decrease the price on that i'm gonna say 25 to 30 i think she would be happy to hear that What'd you say? So she said that she thinks she should go for 20, but she would want her to go for 30 to 40. So 30 is at the low end of, I don't think this You're not going to get 40. 40. No. Um, just because she's older, she is a thoroughbred. If people have a $40,000 budget, like we always say, yeah. they're, they're going to get a warm blood probably. Yeah. I think um, if you can find the right rider, I can see the horse. If it has a good show record. Now, if it's competing, like if it competed twice at 110, 120, then it's a different story. But if yeah. it's actively competing 110, 120, yes, then I would say requires a competent rider, 110 to 120 experience, competitive horse. Yep. And then label the pork. Because people, like we said, with low budgets are willing to kind of work through that. Yeah. But 20 again wouldn't really surprise me. Like I think 20 yeah, to 25 in that is fine. Like, I, I think that's a more accurate pricing. But if it's doing really well and it has a good show record, then yeah, I mean, if you can find the right rider, maybe 30, but it is 15. Yeah, she's 15. Yeah, I think this person's expectation of 20 is probably, is very probably reasonable. Yeah. 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 Definitely do not go, do not put that horse over 30 because you're not no. going to, you're not going to get it. Yeah. Maybe if it wasn't spooky, if it didn't have that spooky factor, I would say maybe push it to 35 potentially but it is 15 yeah she's so 15. yeah yeah let's say 20 to 25 i think yeah anywhere in that I would range say. i think you'd be fine yeah i i agree with that i think that's um totally fair last one short episode right make it easier for me to edit <laughs> <laughs> okay hi nora and maria hoping you can help estimate where to price a super all caps nice sport horse tb gelding i can sit on his sale through the winter spring if need be so not a rush sale about him flashy all caps this is why i read it (laughs) (laughs) four-year-old tb gelding 15-3 with expectations to max at 16-1 
No injuries, vices, quirks, maintenance, issues. Thick build with a large, powerful, warm blood movement. Confirmationally correct all around. Extremely sound and barefoot. Warm blood dupe. Mm. Upper level Grand Prix Big Eck candidate. Will mm. flourish in any discipline. And I mean, and I absolutely mean that. Free jump to meter 20 single oxer. No filler with ease and room for 130 a couple times. And we assume he will go 140, maybe higher once older, but will not be asking for anything above two foot now to allow his body to mature. Coursing two foot under saddle with auto lead changes adjustable in pace along with schooling first level dressage and more than likely will be schooling second level come end of year. Hack solo and absolutely bomb proof for age. Dear semis, dumb drivers. <laughs> All the things and no spook. Super brave and confident to every jump and in all situations. Packs a disabled rider and a 15-year-old kid around two days of the week and AA rider the other three to four days. (laughs) Thinking of pricing, I almost read it. (laughs) Thinking of pricing around blank since he is super upper level candidate with being negotiable, purchased. Oh, and then she gives also the purchase price. Oh, fantastic. Okay. So purchase with two rides on him for blank. He's seriously quality. Would love to hear your opinion. Okay, so what do you think she purchased him for with two rides on him? How old was he when she bought him? Let's say he was four or three. Three or four because he's four now. Uh, did she buy him for like 25? 100? 1,000? No. Less? It's a TB, remember. Yeah, but she's saying all these great yeah, things but about he's four. him. He's, I know, That's true. I know. He's four. He's four. He's four. Okay. Four-year-old TV. I know. He, you read this and you're like, wow. Yeah. This source is pretty freaking nice. Okay, did she buy him for 10? No, lower. Five? 7,500. Oh, okay. I think that's a great price for yeah, this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I said 25,000. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that he's four. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a great price. Yeah. I think. Um, and then she wants to sell him. So, okay. So he's four meter 40 prospect ish. Grand Prix prospect. I wonder why meter 40 Maybe um, with ease. Cause I think going through over one jump, 130, 140 is different than coursing at meter 30, meter 40. Yeah, definitely. So it's it's definitely be, hard to tell. Yeah, four. Um, yeah, it's hard to tell at four. Um, I could see like a big at candidate though. Yeah, depending. Or even she like, seems to be doing all the right things mm-hmm. with this training yeah. at a four-year-old. Like she's letting his body grow, which yep. I love. She's only coursing two foot to allow for that. I think the training here is great, and I think the fact that. Even though he's four, he's very good-brained, and he yeah. can pack a disabled rider, 15 kids around, plus an AA. I think getting those types of riders on a four-year-old yeah. is so incredibly important, and it's going to make it easier to sell. Definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard because he doesn't really have any show experience. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's four. Re- he's really young. He's four. He's super young. Um, so I would – I mean, I'm so curious to see how his potential will, like, develop yes um with all that potential i don't know i would honestly maybe kind of put him around 2025 so she said she's thinking of pricing around low fives 2x xxx 
which is okay. usually in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, usually. Yeah, usually. 20s. Usually when it starts with a two, it's in the 20s. <laughs> usually it's in the 20s. Yeah. I think that's a very accurate pricing. Yeah. Especially for a four-year-old, four even sure. if he's five. It's hard because at four, it's like it's hard to get competition miles on him. But even yeah. schooling, I think taking him, having that experience Getting the of experience, taking him to yeah. a show and like just hacking him around, schooling yeah. him, I think that experience is um, very valuable yeah, for a young, a young horse. And I, I'm very curious to see what he actually looks like splashy. Yeah. So I would like I a picture. I would love some pictures <laughs> or some videos. Yes, yes. But I think this seems like a great junior AA horse. Yeah, I think so too. I would probably pick up this horse, honestly, and – develop it especially if it's flashy and then use it as an investment mm -hmm. now you, it's going to be hard i think i think if it gets to this you could probably this could this could be an example of a tb that goes for more than 30 yeah this could be like one of those off yeah. ones that you ask for a price but this is where the experience and the potential and yep. the development really comes into play and the competition miles and also i think it depends on how this i like i hate to say it but i think it depends on how this horse would do against the, the warm bloods yes, in some of those shows because like if it is you know big bodied warm blood dupe like fancy on his own but he's not holding his own against, against the warm bloods yeah then that's a good point that's you're not going to be able to sell him for as much as a warm blood yeah um if he can hold his own then you're in the game yeah yeah but i think you're doing a great job with the development of him yeah. and we're very curious to see this is um, this is the woman that I actually ended up um, emailing. She didn't get back to me <laughs> like four hours ago. But I asked if she ended up selling him because this was November. Okay. So I'm very curious to see if you sold him yeah. and if you did what you sold him for. And if you didn't and sell picture. him yet, <laughs> let us know when you do. And we'll... Or if anyone wants a flashy four-year-old TB gelding. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yay. Woo. All right. That was three. That was That six, was fantastic. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We That was our most that. efficient one yet. Yeah. That was super efficient. Um or just me. We're getting better at this. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay. Okay. You can read the whole thing. So did we get this one? Yeah, this one's I mine. Get it is down here. I know, but I want to see the picture. Oh, this is a Oh yeah, yeah, I remember this one. Okay. Um, all right. So we have a listener submission Yay. for our discussion topic this week. So this person says, hi, I heard from your last video that you were looking for some extra topics to tackle on your channel. And I was thinking of this one. What about the impact of vet remarks on the pricing of a horse? It's something I've struggled a lot with personally during my search. As mentioned in my first email, I was initially looking for a young horse around 35K euros in Europe and actually ended up finding some fine three-year-olds fitting the budget. In the end, there were four of them that I really liked. However, none of these horses passed the vet check. Vet explicitly said no. I've had some bad luck in the past buying a cheaper horse, thousands and thousands of vet bills surpassing mm. my living expenses, which yep. was quite, tra quite traumatizing, TBH. Yes. Oh, this is right up my alley. There is no such thing as a free or cheap horse. Um, so I was not willing to take on the risk. This is also taking into account that a three-year-old doesn't have the show records yet to make up for the remark on the x-rays. The whole experience made me question whether it's unrealistic to expect a healthy, flashy, moving, and pretty three-year-old for 35K. 
After seeing lots and lots of unhealthy horses, I ended up adjusting my budget and got myself this wonderful three-year-old that passed the vet check without any remarks. Love to hear your thoughts on this one. This is a good one. This is a good one. Would you like to start? Sure. So can I see it so I can talk to the points? Okay. Impact of vet remarks on pricing. I do think that vet remarks should and do impact the pricing of horses. I have seen horses that are priced a certain way and then they get a PPE back from the buyer and the buyer either uses the PPE to negotiate a lower price or the seller realizes that they're not going to be able to ask that price, mm-hmm. especially if it's continuous, like multiple people do a PPE and yeah. then the same thing happens. It's like, well, incentivize buyers, I need to now lower the price. Mm-hmm. So yes, I think that that remarks do significantly impact the price of a horse. Um, this was interesting because this was the dressage horse that yeah. we were like crazy for a three-year-old yeah. budget. But this was interesting that she was looking for three-year-olds and could not find one in the $35,000 price range euros yeah. that did not have something wrong with it. And this is something that I think we get a lot of in the U.S. is mm-hmm. we always say there's warm bloods under 25,000, there's horses under 5,000, yeah. but there's always something. There's always a catch. There's always a catch, and it's usually, I think, health or yeah. maintenance-wise. Now, granted, sometimes it is personality. Or it's has mental issues mental issues yeah but if it's if it's a health or maintenance concern and it's that price then you have to be very very cautious and i would double check with vets like i would go probably two to three different vets for that because you can get a horse for five thousand dollars that has but at what cost something but it's not the cost of the five thousand it's is this going to cost me five thousand dollars every six months yeah is it going to cost me five thousand every year we read an ad where I was, I basically said that the girl was going to hate me because oh, I said yeah. that, that, shouldn't buy the horse that the maintenance was going to yeah, outweigh the value of the horse. And I think that does happen a lot where yep. your maintenance that you'd have to put into a horse, especially when it's that low, outweighs what either the purchase price is or outweighs the value of the horse. And you're yep. never going to get your money back. Yep. It's going to be extremely difficult to resell. And at that point, it's like, well, you have to retire or donate. Or, yeah something where you have to be very cautious and yeah. know what you're getting into. That's why you're PPs, losing more money than you need. To. Exactly. And I think PPs are extremely important for that reason. And getting the vet remarks. Yeah. I know vets can be very particular. Like they all have their different ways of doing the PPE and they, they're different viewpoints. But if you're getting like three different vets that are saying the same thing, yeah, then it's like, okay, maybe I should not buy this horse. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm sorry that you were traumatized by vet bills. If it's any consolation, I was also traumatized <laughs> last year by vet bills. But that wasn't because of a PPE but issue. But that was not because of a PPE issue. Yeah. That was just... Bad luck. Uh, yeah, that was just bad luck. Yeah. A series of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah, story of my life. So I do understand. That's why I'm just so big on to um, the vet bills and financially stable yeah. and all that stuff. So... Something that <clears throat> something that I'll say here is the point of doing a PPE in most cases isn't to say like this horse passes and this horse fails. It's because no horse is going to have a perfect, perfect PPE. PPE. Like it's not, their x-rays aren't going to be perfect and like 
they might not flex perfectly every time. Um, which if you think about it should be kind of normal. Like if you x-rayed yeah. my whole body yeah. and if I you mean, like one of my bent, legs is like this longer. Yeah. And if other. you like bent one of my legs really aggressively and then asked me to run down the street, like I'd probably have a little limp in me too sometimes. <laughs> but the point of a PPE really is to assess whether or not this horse is going to be able to do the job you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and what the cost will be. Of and it. what the cost will be of whatever maintenance might come up. So like, mm-hmm. When we bought my horse, we did full PPE. We x-rayed literally everything just because we were, it was a big investment. Um, And he was already discounted. So like we didn't take any more, any other dollars off. But like it's, the only things that came up were like, yeah, he'll need injections Mm -hmm. because you know he has wear and tear he was doing the meter 40s and the meter 30s and then the meter 25s and he's 12 and has been like in work but it's it wasn't going to impact whether or not he could do the job as long Mm -hmm. as we like do the regular maintenance um there was a horse that i know of that i had ridden at like a previous barn who when they bought him they bought him to be like a nice fancy hunter he was super cute and then he started like misbehaving being really stiff and cranky and blah 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 and they had not done a full set of x-rays on him and then they found out that he had a bone spur in his neck oh um and that's something that if it had come up on a ppe they might not have bought him because it did end up impacting his performance and the ability to Mm -hmm. do the job um so that's that's kind of the main thing with PPEs. It's not like, oh, this horse's PPE is perfect and he doesn't have anything wrong with him and this horse has like some things wrong with him, so like he fails. It's yes. like it's not a pass or fail scale. Yeah. That's why it's important to go with your not with your vet, but send the vet x-rays. Yeah. And don't use their vet. Use your own vet or mm-hmm. use a third party, a third party vet. not yeah, neutral really, party. Yeah, neutral third party vet. I'm when you're doing the PPE. I'm really curious to know what came up on these PPEs of these three-year-olds because I'm kind of concerned about the fact that there were three horses. The four. That, four that four you really liked. That the none of them explicitly said no. said no. Yeah, and what's going on. And that was at 35,000 euros. Yeah, because sometimes vets will be like, oh, well, here are things for your consideration. Yeah. And you can decide if you think it's worth, I don't want to say taking the risk, but like having to like – manage dollars. that's 38,000 US yeah so I'm I'm really curious to know kind of what came up on these PBEs of these young horses yeah is it unrealistic to expect a healthy flashy and pretty moving three-year-old for 35k no I don't think so personally I think I could see a three-year-old going for 35k um I could but at the same time we have had some dressage submission yeah it depends where the on, young horses yeah. are like 50k expensive minimum. yeah it depends on what it is in in general yes 35k is a realistic budget for that but if you're looking specifically for dressage then you're probably gonna have to up your budget anyway or right. even it depends like on the market it depends on the market and it depends on kind of what you're the expecting industry, like yeah. if you're wanting to do lower level dressage then yes, yes. you could probably find something for 35k but if you want to do like grand prix level dressage yeah. then like you're probably gonna have to shell out more than 35k for a three-year-old yes yes and i actually 
I've seen this post on Facebook recently that this person had like a hundred K budget mm-hmm. that was looking for, I think it was a hunter horse and they actually posted again and said something along the lines of exactly what this person is saying that the horses that she was looking at for a hundred K were either coming up lame or there was something wrong in the PPE or they had terrible, did not play show records. Wow. And she was this trainer, I'm assuming was getting, I guess upset because she's like, how can people price horses at a hundred K with bad show records or they're lame yeah. on video or anything? And I think it's a fair point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I totally. think this is when people can tend to, we talk a lot about, you know, maybe at market prices, but I think people do also overprice horses, yep. even though the horse market is high horses can be overpriced. Totally. And I think that's when that remarks come in. I think that's mm-hmm. when you're, knowledge of the horse market comes in and your trainer's knowledge and i think to to kind of get to the direct question what about the impact of vet remarks on the pricing of a horse i think it depends yeah right so if the vet comes back and is like oh this horse is going to need injections every six months that might not be something that you could use as a bargaining chip yeah because that i feel like is going to be the case for a lot of horses yeah, that's like maintenance and like if they're not going lame because of it or something then like that might not be something worth being like hey can you knock another 10 10k off yeah they're those yeah but say the horse comes up with like minor kissing spine or something and you're like i really love this horse i'm willing to do the maintenance or the surgery or the surgery if you need to do a surgery for it then you could be like hey like this is the cost of the surgery i'm willing to do it if you kind of take the difference off. Yeah. I mean, this is going to sound maybe odd, but you have to think about it. Like if you're house shopping yep. and you go into like an older home and you see that things need to be remodeled or there's a leak or the roof needs to be redone mm-hmm. and you then have can go to the seller and be like, listen, yeah. this is what needs to be done. When I buy this house, I'm going to have to get a new roof. Your HVAC, your like electric needs yeah. to get upgraded. I'm going to have to do that. Um, you know, I need to remodel because it's very outdated. Like things like that you can use as bargaining chips and then usually they will decrease the price to account. Or they'll do it for you. Or they'll do it for you to account for that missing aspect or things that you need to do and put money into. So it's like you're putting money into it, but then you're getting money off, but you're going to be even either way. So it's very similar to horses if I have to put in, not maintenance wise, but if I need to do a surgery or I need to do something, to your or horse. it needs maybe like special monthly like treatments or something even to just like manage whatever yes. condition that wouldn't be the case on like another like I don't know a horse that didn't have whatever condition yeah then you can then usually if that happens to I mean you can go to the salon and be like listen I'm gonna have to put in this amount of money do you mind decreasing yeah. the price just to account for the fact that I'm gonna have to put in this extra money that I wasn't expecting I do for this think horse. So definitely would recommend doing that always in every case, if that's going to be the case. However, I think if you're going to do that, you also have to be prepared for the seller to say no. Yes, exactly. You can't be like, well, I have to do this. And if the seller says no, the seller says no. So you either have to be prepared to pay the price or walk away from the horse. Yeah. Because honestly, 
not everybody does their due diligence on PPEs. No. So the seller could be like, well, I'll find someone else who is going to pay this price. Yeah. So it's kind of like, again, it's like then, car shopping yes. too. Or even with house shopping, like sellers can be like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then you can either be like, all right, well, I'll just pay the price or, or you like yeah. you go find a new house. Yeah. And that's it. And that usually happens. Like if you see a horse that gets a, I don't want to say a bad PPE, but something comes up on the PPE, mm-hmm. they tell the seller or they tell the buyer like, yeah, no, I'm not going to lower the price. I have like other people or like I have other people. Yeah. And then the same thing comes up and up. Then you start seeing the seller, then the seller will reduce the price and say, okay. And then maybe even reach out to the uh, other buyers and say, hey, like we've reduced the price of this horse. Are yeah. you still interested? So, and this, this happens a lot. I think when the seller doesn't know. Like if the seller didn't yes. do their due diligence when they yeah. bought the horse or they just didn't want to know, because there is legality behind it that you have to disclose as a seller yes. any known issues with the horse. But if you don't know the issues with the horse. And ignorance this, is bliss. In, ignorance <laughs> is bliss. No, but seriously, if you, you don't, don't know, know, you can't be held liable. If you don't know and the buyer just says basic PPE, I'm not going to do x-rays, and then something comes up later, they can't come to you no. and say, oh, well, you know, you should have known this or I like, no, that was you. You yeah. should have done the due diligence on you. And I didn't know about it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like you can't fault the buyer, even though maybe yeah. they, like you can't yeah, fault them. Right. Yeah. If you're a buyer, definitely keep that in mind. Like it's on because, you to do your due diligence on the PPE. Yes. Because if the seller doesn't disclose something, and there's no previous record of it. It's very hard to prove that. You can't prove that they knew. Yeah. And if they didn't know, then like, yeah, you're. The only way that you would be, and that's when you ask for previous fat records. Yeah. Because then it, it should come up on previous fat records. Yeah. Um, before you buy the horse. Yeah. But if so, it's not on previous records and the the buyer, the seller says that they didn't know, you don't yeah, really have a lot of you don't proof have any and like to stand bargaining on there. power there. So definitely do your due diligence. It's on you yeah. as the buyer. And if you don't do your due diligence, then I don't want to say expect something to happen because like that's not everything is all doom and gloom. Yeah. Like, but if you don't do your due diligence and something does come up, then like it's kind of on you. <laughs> yeah. I always say this. This is like kind of my mantra. Do not try to save money up front. Yes. For the future. Mm-hmm. Spend the money up front. Because it will come back to bite you in the butt. I think we spent like $4,000 on yeah, x-rays. I, I think it's that is something that if you're like, oh, well, I want to save money on the PPE, the couple thousand dollars. No, spend the money on the PPE because you not spending $2,000 yeah. up front could be you having to co- like costing you $10,000 or $15,000 yeah. down the road. Yeah. So we yeah. put it put in your due diligence and put in the money up front. I think, yeah, I think we spent like $4,000 on yeah. x-rays when we bought Squid because- like Squid was not a horse that we were trying to save money on. Like yeah. he was, you know, it. <laughs> we were, you know, putting in the money for him. But in that case too, like we we had planned to spend on the PPE, right? But in that case too, like you're buying a nice horse that doesn't necessarily mean that nothing's going to come up on the PPE, yeah, right? Completely. Um, so you know, especially if you're buying the expensive horse yes do your due diligence don't take on the, the PPE. don't take the buy, the seller's word for it yeah don't take clean ppe recent ppe you get your own x-rays yep you go through your own vet yep. or a neutral third-party vet 
I know we're getting a little off topic here, but basically the, <laughs> the yes, impact of that remarks on horse prices can decrease the horse price and can be used as a bargaining chip. Not always, but it can. However, it depends on the situation. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It definitely, yeah. It depends on the situation. Um, it, cause you know, horses are going to have regular wear and tear that's to be expected. So if a horse is like 12 or 13 or 14 and has been jumping since it was like five, don't expect like perfect joint x-rays and stuff. Like it's going to have wear and tear. Our bodies have wear and tear. I wake up sore on a regular basis. Like I'm like throughout my back. I'm not that old and I threw out my back getting out of bed the other day. Yeah. So like you and I mean, hopefully we do regular maintenance on our bodies a um, lot of us don't i'm telling but... you but no finn gets like a chiropractor every month and i'm oh, still I know. like here struggling to maybe i should get a massage maybe i should I get know. That, like, someone the dry was... needling stuff i should someone was telling me about how she knows someone who does cupping for horses for horses and i'm like oh i don't know about that i would want to do that i don't know about that i think that would freak me out i I would want to try it on Squid. Send me a video of it because I'm very curious to see how that goes. That's interesting. I have never heard of that one. Um, but yeah, I think PPEs. It depends. Yeah, the vet remark. It depends on what comes up. Yeah, and what the vets say. I think that this person was very smart, though. That the vet explicitly said no, and instead of continuously trying. And doing PPEs on horses in that thirty-five thousand range, she realized like I'm not going to get what I want yeah. at thirty-five thousand. I need to increase my budget to meet my expectations. What and did she, she end did. up buying the horse for again? Because this was someone who had sent a submission previously. Fifty-five euros plus the twenty-one. Oh yeah, so we just. Oh yeah, okay. So we just yeah. read that. This one. is when the the tax yeah. really took into account. We we're like, whoa, that tax is big. Yeah. Um, so okay, yeah, yeah, she so did she went way it, over budget, way but... over budget, but she found what she wanted, yeah, which I think is important. And she found one that passed the PPE. Yes. Got myself a wonderful three-year-old that passed the vet check without any remarks. So in all reality, she's probably going to be saving yeah. that difference of the budget than she would have spent on maybe the maintenance mm-hmm. or issues that she had with the $35,000 horses. So yeah, especially overall, for a three-year-old, I'm like concerned about what showed up on the PPEs for these three-year-olds that the yeah, vet explicitly, explicitly said, said no. For three-year-olds. Oh, four. No, it was, it was she had four three-year-olds that she really liked, but none of them passed the vet check. Like, I'm concerned about that. I'm a little bit concerned too. That's, that's, that's crazy. And this is in Europe too. This is $35,000 euros. 35,000 euros. Which is, euros. So that's $38,000 US for a three year old Mm -hmm. that did not pass the vet check. Yeah. Now we don't know what did not pass the vet check means, but the fact that the vet explicitly said no and not like, oh, well, you know, it wasn't up for grabs. Yeah. Discussion. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious as well. Yeah. But yeah. But do not, and she struggled with it a lot. But she did find something. So mm-hmm. this is important that you do not jump the gun or get frustrated. And you're like, well, I'm just going to buy this horse with these issues yeah. because I want to get a horse now. No. Take your time. <laughs> find the right horse that mm-hmm. matches and meets your expectations and your lifestyle and your finances. And yep. do not get one that you are not financially prepared for. Yes. Don't get a horse just for the sake of having a horse. Yes. 
Great. Cool. Well, that was a great submission. Yes. So thank, thank you. you. Um, Keep sending your questions, stories. Yeah. If you guys have more to discussion topics that you want us to cover, let us know. Um, this was super fun. We love hearing from people and uh, giving advice and, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, seeing their personal experiences with some of these things that we talk about. Yeah. So if um, anyone has personal experiences that they would like to share, obviously it's anonymous. Yeah. Um, let us know because we're, we always love hearing about these different stories that go on in the horse world. Yeah. We love, we love hearing the tea. Yes. We love the tea. <laughs> we love the tea. Um, all right. I think on that's another it. note, oh, I was going to say you're being, you're going to be in um, Wellington, but this is going to come out on Monday. Yeah. But I will also be in Wellington yeah, that, that weekend, weekend. Yeah. too. So I'm going to be at WEF for week three. Um, tune in after week three to the Investing Equestrian Instagram. We're going to be breaking down my bill. But, yeah. If you haven't followed my account for the Investing Equestrian, highly recommend because we did a budgeting which we forgot the trailer and we got to enter that. Yeah, I know. You're like, I don't want to see it. We did we forgot a, the trailing and we forgot coaching. But we'll enter that after. Yeah. So we did a budgeting with me for Nora's. For WEF week three. For WEF week three. And then when Nora gets back, she's going to have all of her receipts. I'm going to put everything on my credit card. Everything there and get those points for <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then we're going to mm. break down what it actually costs her to compete for just four days. Yeah. Three days. Well, three days. Well. You're doing a schooling on Thursday. Mm -mm. No, you're not? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. So three days. Three days in Wellington. How much it's going to cost. That's going to be fun. And we also so, didn't account for shopping. So stay tuned. I'm not you... in the market for a new helmet, but I kind of want to <laughs> cast. end up with a new I helmet. I kind of want to cast Star Lady. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so. We're still going to do a guess what I spent, too. I'm going to get you in all of your show gear. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh man all right well i'll see you guys at what yeah. adult amy's out out is it adult amy's or working amy's like <laughs> adult amy's oh adult amy's out <laughs>